March 20th, 2022. Let's continue in Nefesh HaHayim. In Sha'adalid, Perik Kaftet. And the Nefesh HaHayim, uh, to a certain extent, introduced this in the last Perik. And Perik Kaftet is going to talk about, over the course of this Perik, and really the next Perik as well, Perik Lamed, the difference between Misvot and Torah. Not to say that one, so to speak, is greater than the other, but that there's an advantage inherent within Torah that is held over Mitzvot, says Nefesh HaChaim. Hine Rabotenu Zuchronam Nivracha Amru, he cites a Gemara, well-known Gemara, Masechet Sotan Dav Kafalaf Amudalaf. Darash Rabbi Menachem Bar Yosef, Kiner Mitzvah V'Torah, or Pasuk in Mishlet, likens Ner to Mitzvah, Mitzvot are like a candle, and Torah is like Or, Or of course representing over here like the sun, uh, a, a, a light, which is an eternal, infinite light, not one which is temporal, like a candle, whereas a candle will go out and can be extinguished. A uh, or, a light, like the sun, is something that we imagine and understand is ever-existing. Torah is like or, and mitzvah is like ner. This is the Gemara Masechet Sota. Maner eno meir ela lefisha'ah, Af mitzvah ena megina ela lefisha'ah. Uma or meir la'olam, af Torah megina la'olam. That's exactly the difference the Gemara draws, the contrast between ner and or, mitzvah and Torah, whereas mitzvah, the haganah, the protection, and Rashin's uh, commentary to the Gemara suggests that this haganah is a haganah from yisurin, from afflictions. So whereas Torah has the ability to save eternally, so to speak, from afflictions, mitzvah does not. Umasik and the maskana of the Gemara, after a little bit of shakla the Gemara says, Torah be'idna de'asik ba'megina masala. And says, when Torah, be'idna, the time de'asikba that you're involved in it, it's both magina, it saves, it absolves from yisurin, as well as masla, masla milashon hatsala, to save, it saves from yeser hara, says Rashi. Be'idna de la asikba agune magne, atzulei la masla, when you're not immersed in that moment in Torah, when it's a moment away from Torah, time away from Torah, although the continuity of hagana from yisurin is there, the hasala from Yeser Hara has diminished. Mitzvah, however, mitzvah in contrast, ben be'idna de'asikba, ben be'idna de'la'asikba, agune makne, asule la masla. Mitzvah has that ability of providing that protection much as Torah, but never provides the hasala, as Rashi suggests, hasala from Yeser Hara. Now, more than anything, regardless of how you slice the specific interpretations and differences of hasala and hagana, what the Gemara makes clear is Torah has this everlasting power, whereas mitzvah is like a ner. It's true, it, it shines, it is bright, but it diminishes. So somehow Torah has this priority with regards to our perspective in terms of what we're doing. Torah is that or, mitzvah is that ner. It appears as if it's, the Gemara is talking about asikba, study of Torah, and that you might extend that and should extend it to a life of Torah, which is perceived and understood at all moments, as opposed to specific performance of mitzvot. Now again, the say specific performance of mitzvot is part of a general Torah perspective. Could be, could be not. No one's like, I could do it. The kavana of this mitzvah without a broader understanding of what I'm doing in this life of Torah. But yes, that's the description. Don't, don't, I, 
as Judah points out, don't understand this specifically and only in the specific and con- con- continuous study of Torah with a page in front of you or the words going through your mind. It's talking about, um, we'd, I'd like to imagine, the larger perspective of a life of Torah, but again, Torah in this perspective is one which is or, and that's the most specific uh, and important uh, dimension. The Gemara likewise suggests, says, Avera, sinning can, so to speak, counteract, it can extinguish the ner of mitzvah, the light that you may have lit with regards to a relationship with God, with regards to a change in existence, a change in your life, and so forth. Well, an avera can put that away. If I've done a good deed to you, and then I slap you on the face immediately thereafter, the good deed might be forgotten. If alternatively I'm involved in a relationship that's defined by Torah with you, so I might in this moment be sinning, but I haven't extinguished, I haven't lost that relationship. We've all been in relationships, I imagine, where something's gone wrong. That doesn't determine, as a result, the extinguishing of anything that exists or existed. As uh, Zohar in several places suggests that the 613 misvot are parallel to the limbs and, uh, and the evarim and the gidim, the limbs and uh, how do you translate that? Sinews probably, right? Uh, in a, is that how they do it? Yeah, in a human being to to describe. Rabbeinu Yonah writes about this in his Sha'are Teshubah. Many of the Rishonim uh, refer to this as well. That Torah as 613 misvot is in some way parallel to our essence, which of course is a Kabbalistic but a philosophical idea as well, and that is any time we're to envision the world in a spiritual sense, we'll find the parallel in a material sense. Anytime we imagine the world in a material sense, we parallel it to the to the spiritual sense. We think about human beings as having Selim Elohim, for good reason, the Torah tells us to do so, but it's a physical being, it's a physical being which we parallel. The Mekubalim talk often in terms of the way it all began, so to speak, before the Shevira, they envision and they describe what's called Adam Kadmon, and if you if you work your way through the description of how the Mekubalim have this structure, starting with Arizal, it has all sorts of body parts. Now we're talking about matters outside and far from any physical reality, and yet they parallel it to physical reality. They envision eyes, and they understand limbs, and they describe ears, and so forth, because again, that is, a, it's, it's always what I've envisioned, and I've set, seen one or two suggest it so as well. We have Aseret HaDiberot, and we have Be'asara Ma'amari, there's the ten. Now, ten might have a significance beyond this, but understand those two tens. One is the ten within which physical, material world came about. So to speak, you'd imagine at the distance from God. And ten are the aseret haDeberot, the spiritual reality that's injected into this existence. They are paralleled one to the other. That's the vision of these 613 limbs, each being parallel to one of the 613 misfot. To tell you, says Zohar, say the Mikubalim, that by performing the mitzvah, you've, so to speak, so to speak, uh, purified that limb. Now, you might ask, and this is a good question, we're not going to get too specific and too literal about this. You might ask, but some of those 613 are not relevant to me, especially if you're a woman, but certainly if you're not a Kohen, if you're not a Levi, you don't have certain things that are relevant. What's that? Outside of Eretz Yisrael, you're in Galut and so forth. Outside of not having a Mikdash, does that mean? Well, first and foremost, it does 
remind us that none of us are complete in terms of Kiddushah. So that's something to be noted outside of Eretz Yisrael. We are deficient in certain Kiddushah, certainly to be noted as well. However, there is a reference in several circumstances that through involving yourself in, quote, the Torah, the understanding of those concepts, through learning them, through understanding them and aiding in their performance, well, that, so to speak, gives you that purity as well, which, again, returns to kind of what Judah was insinuating at the beginning, and that was to talk about all this in a black-and-white fashion, that it's you perform or you study. Uh, we need to a little bit take a step back and understand them a, a little bit conceptually. Torah can be and should be a relationship which is experienced, and mitzvot as well are not per se only the four corners, the four amot of a performance of that mitzvah, it's any involvement with that mitzvah. But fundamentally, the description here is 613 mitzvot. Of Torah, indeed. And Perik Lamed, he really brings us in that direction to say, don't think you have several ma'amare hachamim, a person who studies shelo amenat la'asot is noach lo shenepach sheliatol panav and so forth, gemara masechi berachot. You have several statements like that, certainly. But I can have something more all-encapsulating. I can have something called the life of Torah, which, so to speak, transcends, hard to say it, even performance of mitzvah, because the performance of mitzvah can be seen in a relationship with, with my wife, for argument's sake. So I bought her flowers. That, that was an act. And yes, that's part of my general relationship, but that's the flowers. So the credit I have and my relationship being boosted through those flowers can be countered by me doing something silly, forgetting, uh, forgetting that we're supposed to go out to eat that night for, for her birthday or something like that. Alternatively, to describe a relationship which is all encapsulating and larger, so I forgot the birthday, so it's going to be a fight, so it's going to be a, an issue in that moment. But to argue that that will be punctured as a result of a mistake over there, hard to do. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're all, it will fall within that Torah, but it's a specific feature as opposed to seeing this as something broader in terms of tapping into Torah. I'll go a step further. You can do a good deed for a person, a spouse included, without a good relationship. Right? Words, you can do mitzvot without a life of Torah. You can. It exists. There are people who don't live a life of Torah and do a lot of mitzvot. It's the same type of vision in terms of, yes, it should fit into Torah, it should fit into uh, but ultimately speaking, could be separated, severed. Anyway, he says, on the flip side of positive performance with your limbs and your sinews and your muscles and your body. There are, there's the abstinence, there's the ability to hold back from performing the sin, which in turn as well, the Gemara Masech Kiddushin on Daflametet says, if you're Yeshav, Ubatel, from the Asiyat Avera, you have a merit, you have a Zechut as well. How and when is that determined? Does that mean every second that I'm just sitting back and not murdering someone? I have merit, hard to argue in such a way. Okay, but ultimately speaking, the description is such that we have a certain Kiddushah which is derived through performance of mitzvot ta'aseh, mitzvot lo ta'aseh, kmo shamara katuv, illa mitzvot ashe ya'aseh otam ha'adam, Vahai bahim. Pasuk says in Sefer Vayikram, Parashat Kedoshim, you should do these mitzvot vahai bahim. Sha'at unikra ish hai. The reciprocity, the reality that, that is affected through performance of mitzvot is vahai bahim. 
course, the hachamim have it as But here is you derive life through performance of the mitzvot. However, that's all with regards to mitzvot, so to speak. It's an injection of life, and you can diminish it through averot. This is all in contrast, and that was all sounding wonderful or terrible in the Averas. And what about Torah? For all of your flesh, it's that rifua, it's therapeutic, it's, uh, it's, it's medicinal, which means to say it's affecting not just one segment in the relationship, it's not just a deed which, uh, which was representative of something, it is all encapsulating, it defines. It, it sets forth for me the lenses through which I envision and experience this relationship. Yes, that's you what I was saying. Correct. 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 Uh, those, that is the flip. That is the, the split. On the one hand, I can do mitzvot without Torah, quote unquote. I can't have Torah without mitzvot. There's no question. But the Torah, to envision Torah with mitzvot, I have to be zone in on the Torah aspect. Instead of seeing just the specific uh, mitzvot, which... Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you're stating, and as you're stating, it's Torah with mitzvot. And mitzvot are specific actions. The mitzvot are the buying the flowers, writing the card. The Torah is the relationship. Intangible. Your, 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 uh, that's right. Okay, it might affect something in the moment, but in the scheme of things, you have no relationship. So you gain some points in the moment. I'm not going to take away from that. She's very flattered in the moment, but ultimately speaking, you have no relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. The performance of, of, of that mitzvah, quote unquote, was not so not so significant. Yeah, ukmosha amru, ukmosha amru. At least it's not the old sound effects we had in the class. I don't know if you remember those when you were pressing the button. Anyway, Ukmoshi Amru, you remember that one? Ukmoshi Amru, the Gemara Masechet Eruvin, Hashberosho Yasot Paturash, and Emma Kivliat Hen. Him le rochecha hashbi grono yasok patorashine emar vhule hashbne meavi asok patora vhule hashbe holgufo yasok patorashine emar holbisaro marped. Gemara suggests that if you're hash, if you're pained in any of these parts of your body, to the extent that it's your entire body, yasok patora, wait a second. Why don't I just perform the mitzvah? That's relevant to those parts of your body. It's because this defines the relationship. You have an issue with your relationship. We're not just going to hone in on the specifics. You have an issue with the relationship. That's 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 entirely problematic. Yasok ba Torah. Get into that involvement in a life of Torah. No, but it's a specific dimension. Okay, so then we could perform mitzvot, but you can also just work on the relationship. That's the description of this Gemara as well. The over here we even talking about goof in that context and uh, we we mentioned it earlier. Indeed, she'al yedei esek ha-Torah mitkadeshim u-mstakechin kol evara v'gigda v'kohotav kulam v'lachen amru v'tamud Torah ken neged kulam. It's for this reason, Tamut Torah is looked at as parallel to all. Again, mitzvot can hone in on specifics. 
Torah can give the entirety of that. Of course, the flip side is Avon Bitul Torah, who Gamken Keneget Kulam. And that's, that will, of course, remind us of what he told us in earlier Perakim, the Gemarot and Masechet Sanhedrin, of a person who's Boze Divre Torah, that person who's in Lohelik Laulam Habat, a perfect person who's Mevatel, Boze Ki Devar Hashem, the person who's Mevaze Devar Hashem. The Hachamim have several statements as that being an individual who is Mevatel from Torah, a person who's able to be Osek by Torah. Doesn't. You see, on the flip side, if I have a shallow relationship, I've just given her flowers in the past, so now I did something bad, inappropriate, how much did it fracture? I didn't really build anything. Alternatively, I'm building a relationship, and now I turn away from that relationship. So I've been involved, or I had the potential to be involved in a relationship of Torah, and now I, I've moved away from that. You can understand. That is exactly the point. That's exactly the point. He's going to. No, 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 no. He's talking about misvot. A person who has isn't involved in a relationship of Torah does misvot. So in turn, the misvot haven't affected all that much. In turn, the averot as well don't puncture all that much. If we're to look at this in the spiritual slash physical sense, you sinned that ever, that limb, which is parallel to that sin, was now nifgam. It lost that kedusha. It lost that shem havaya, the shem of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which was shore on it. That's that's with avera aval ba'avon bitul Torah has v'shalom. Understand what the relationship was affecting. Understand the potential in the Torah. The potential in the Torah, if you remember, was lechol besarom arpei. It's for your entire flesh. It's for your whole body. Who pogem et kol evara vegida v'kol kochotav kulam v'chiyut hakedusha shel kol gufo mistaleket v'hu naasa tekef kemet mamash kemet mamash. The bitul Torah makes you kemet mamash. Does that mean you'll drop dead? Miad humet bechedo. Not in the physical sense per se, uh, certainly we, it's hard to, without uh, understanding and taking into effect all the mitigating factors of life as we know it, to read these and understand them in the absolute literal sense in terms of what will take effect. But conceptually and understanding, quote unquote, the way it should be ideally, we understand that as well. If you've moved away from a relationship, you've lost all. She'en lo shum hiyut has v'shalom, kemo she'katuv ki hu'hayecha, kemo she'amru rabotena z'chram l'vracham, mai dekhtiv, v'ta'aseh adam kidge hayam, pasuk says in Habakuk kivyachol, human beings are like the fish of the sea. Why are we like the fish of the sea? If you move away from the water and you're a fish, immediate death. So if you move away from go to water, water is nimshal so that in turn brings forth your death as well. That's right. But over here for this purpose, just in terms of the Gemara, just in terms of the water being the 
chiyut, the Torah being the chiyut, the life source. Uberaya mehemna so parashat shemini ma nuneya ma chiyutan bemaya. The statement from Zohar as well. The fish of the sea chiyutan, their life is bemaya in the water. Of talmidei hachamim mare matnitin matnitin chiyutayu beoraita viit pareshu mina. So to Tamidei Hachamim specifically, but we should be extensive in that description. Their life source is the water, is the Torah itself. If a person sees that afflictions are coming his his or her way, initially you're supposed to look into your matters. If you looked into your matters and your way of life, your sins, your wrongdoings, your misgivings, and you understand that. I can't figure out why I'm punished in this fashion. Understand it's because of Bitul Torah. Says Nefesh Haim, but wait a second. If you already had Avon Bitul Torah, so then what pishpush did you have? And the way the Gemara goes is you have pain, look into what's going wrong. You didn't find anything wrong, assume it's Talmud Torah. What do you mean? How do you not have anything going wrong if you had Bitul Torah? So Rashi, as Nefesh Haim cites, as explains, you're supposed to understand the wrongdoings commensurate to, uh, commensurate to what's taking place. So in other words, I look at these what happened to me, my legs hurting me. I say it must be because of something smaller that I did, but I can't find that smaller thing. And now as I move out, I understand, well, it's not because of that smaller thing, it's because of a mistake and a problem in this relationship in totality. That being the case, that's the description he has through and through. He has this as an understanding with regards to mitzvot, so to speak, puncturing, attacking, and 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 <coughs> severing a certain connectedness in a specific, practical, segmented way, whereas Torah being this overarching, general relationship. I'd like to, for just a moment or two, take a step back and understand this from the Midrashim, try to give a bit more of a perspective, only to complement the words of Nefesh Hayim. So the, there are several Midrashim, which I think many of us were brought up on, maybe some others not. The Midrashim suggests that at the time of Ma'amad Har Sinai, Am Yisrael stood there in an unblemished fashion. Um, to the extent that the Midrash Tan here in Parashat Kitisa or Tetzain, source number one, is Doresh, the word Harut. The Pasuk says that the Luchot, the words were Harut ala Luchot, the words were chiseled in. But the word Harut could be read as Herut, which means freedom. Of course, the Mishnah at the end of Avot says, "In the Chaben Horine Lamisha Osek Patorashinim." All right, Rabbi Yoshua Ben Levi, if I'm not mistaken. But over here, the Derasha is again on that word Harut as Herut. Three opinions. What's the freedom from? The first opinion: Herut min Hamalchuyot. It's freedom from the monarchy, which means to say, so to speak, you won't feel the burden of external forces. As, what's the Hasra Shalom? Everybody has to pay taxes, um, but it taken to its extreme, maybe. Um, I, I will tell you, as I've mentioned more than once, in, in Chaim Berlin, they love this song in which in the middle of the song they say, which means to say, throw away your yoke. That's this statement that a person who's Osek Batoram, uh, that all, the all malchuyot, that's the description of it. I just heard it on Purim. I was at someone's home and they were playing it. haven't heard it since I was a kid. In Chaim Berlin on Simchat Torah, they sing the song for 40 minutes. You can't not remember hearing it. I didn't speak any Yiddish. I was a ninth grader in high school. I went into school right after the holiday and I was trying to get the words out. And the rabbi in school explained to me what it meant. That's right. That's right. So, Herut min So, the next opinion is, 
is, so to speak, you don't have death. That's an important statement. The last opinion is hairut min ayisurin, from affliction. Now, each of those last two specifically, but the first one as well, I just want to focus specifically on the last two, is a vision that we've more than once uh, reminded ourselves of, and it's the hachamim's description of ma'amad har sinai being the time, so to speak, when we reverted back to the gan. We lost that zuhama of the nahash, that affliction, that poison of life as we know it through Torah. Torah brought us back to Etz Hayim, right? Torah Zod Etz Hayim, or Etz Hayim Zod Torah, as Harambam writes in Echot Teshubah. That's the vision. So the vision is whereas when we were living in the Gan, we could have and would have had this eternal existence, so to speak. It's only from eating from the tree by enveloping ourselves in a world outside of Emet. Torah, in its giving, brought us back to Emet. As a result, Mechil Tader Bishmael, in source number two, Vaikra Rabba in source number three, each state and, and elaborate upon the fact that at the time of Ma'amad Har Sinai, there were no crippled people, no deaf people, no blind people, no people who were mute, no people who were at all, no Mesora, no Zav, no people, so on and so forth. The description of the Midrashim is at the time of the giving of the Torah, what are the rabbis getting at? Why are they describing that? Of course, they have Pesukim, that they're being Doresh. The greatest one is Kulach Yafar Ayati Umumen Bach, it should say in, the, in source number three, not Kulam, Kulach rather. Uh, so you're perfect. That's at the time of Ma'amad Harsinai. We had this, so to speak, perfect physical essence. Why are they describing it as such? I believe, again, it's touching at Torah in an absolute relationship. When you tap into the emet of Torah, it means your essence is a different essence to the extent that, yes, it'll affect you physically as well. Am I arguing again? There are no mitigating factors in this world. There's no genetic dispositions and so on and so forth. Of course I'm not, and therefore Sadiqim will live forever, of course not. But in the ideal sense, in a world where all things are equal, that's the way it could and should be, because we're tapping into that pre-Het Esadat existence. Of course, the downfall then is with Het uh, but the description fundamentally is one in which Torah, and that's the same point he's describing to us here in this Perek, Torah is that essence of Emet, which in turn develops that relationship to the extent that you brought about that Mumen Bach, you brought about that relationship which severs or, or strips away any of the external forces which could impinge on this. To the extent further, and just to develop this a bit further in the practical sense, so to speak, you see the question is always, well, how do I tap into such a reality? I study Torah, I do mitzvot. How do I envision, what's the trick to getting to a Torah of umum in bach? What's the trick to getting into that that uh, that moment? And the truth is that Nefesh HaChaim reminded us of this in Perek Yodal, in Perek Yodal, I quoted for you here on source number eight, and over there he quoted from Zohar, he quoted from the Gemara in Masechet Berachot and Dafkaf Bet, and the Gemara in Zohar and many other sources, as we mentioned then, seem to describe every time we study Torah as being an opportunity to, in the words of Zohar, to ki'ilu ka'im al Torah de Sinai. Ka'im means to stand. Torah in Zohar Aramaic is, is the mountain. It's the moment on which I'm standing at Har Sinai to the extent that my study of Torah is supposed to bring me and must be fulfilled in such a fashion to the mindset, to the experience of Ma'amad Har Sinai. You're supposed to be feeling it and realizing it in that moment. Not only when the Torah is read in Knis, but then as well, but every study of Torah, every Amaravai, every Amarabaye, every Amarav Papa, every Matkif Bizera, every single one of those statements is supposed to tap you back into Ma'amad Har Sinai, seen and felt through such a presence, 
such a prism, experienced in such a way, well, yes, that's going to bring you, if you do it right, if your life is in such a fashion, well, it brings you back to a time and state in which emet is what's your driving force. Rav Hutner has a beautiful ma'amar in, in his Pahadit Hakan Shavuot in source number six, in which he addresses the following, the Gemara and Masechet Pesachim and Dafnun Amudbet has the well-known statement of Rav Yehuda in the name of Rav. The statement is, Le'olam ya'asok adam b'turam esot mitoch shelo lishma, shemitoch shelo lishma balishma, a person should Le'olam, at all times, involve themselves, his or herself, in Torah and mitzvot, even if they're doing it with the wrong intention. Because after all, if you do it for the wrong intention, you'll, you'll make your way to Ba'lishma, it'll come to Lishma Harambam and Peregimal Vilchotam Torah and Halacha. He quotes this Ma'amar, but he leaves out something. Yes, he's talking only in Hilchotam Torah, but he only mentions Torah. He doesn't mention Le'olam Ya'asok Adam Torah Umitzvot. He only has in source number five, uh, excuse me, in source number four, Lefichach Ya'asok Adam Batorah Shelo Lishma. And the truth is, in context, he's only talking about Torah. He's really quoting, as the Mefashim, the later Mefashim point out, as Chaim Kanievsky points out in his book, Kiryat Melech, uh, so he's, he's really referring to uh, Talmud Yerushalmi. Talmud Yerushalmi has this as only Torah. Why only Torah? I thought it's mitzvot as well. Why should I argue specifically by Torah? You do it Shiloh Lishma because you'll come to uh, you do it Shiloh Lishma because you'll come to Lishma. It's relevant to mitzvot as well. So just Rav Hutner goes as follows. He says when it comes to the difference between Torah and mitzvot, there's a fundamental one. Mitzvot, there's a ma'ala. It's beautiful to do the mitzvot Lishma. Fantastic. If you did a mitzvah shelo lishma, let's bring it back to the relationship with my wife. I brought my wife flowers. I had an incentive. I wanted her. She has a heart. What's that? I got flowers this week, thankfully. It's the best example. What else do you want me? I bought a ring. I'd, I'm not so fancy. I was, I don't, let's, say, uh, let's say, for argument's sake, she's having a hard time making decision about something, whatever. So I have an incentive. I bought her the flowers. I got her the card. I don't know what else you want. I bought her the ring. And I had that intention. Does that, per se, make the act wrongful? Nah, hard to argue. Would it be more beautiful if I had zero incentive? Absolutely. But when it comes to mitzvot, it's only a ma'ala. It's only something beautiful. Beautiful to do it lishma. It's not an absolute that defines the action. The action stands irrespective of the intention. Torah, says Rav Hutner, perhaps would stand different. Torah has an aspect to it that we've been discussing, Torah needs to be performed and studied and involved in with a Lishma perspective, the same way the Torah was accepted by us as Na'asev and Ishba, with an absolute and utter acceptance of truth for the aspect and understanding of truth itself, so too, I'd imagine that any Torah in the future will have to be along those lines. Says Rav Hodner, that's why Harambam, that's why Talmud Yerushalmi, by extension, only mentions Torah. That's where there's a halachic nafkamina. In halacha, I would say it's asur to study Torah shelolishma. What do you mean it's asur? You, in this moment, as you're studying Torah, you are reenacting Har Sinai. You can't have a Har Sinai shelolishma. 
the Hidush of Rav Yehuda in the name of Rav is even that's permitted but only because it's going to be Balishma potentially which means to say that if again I'm to understand this is not just a good feeling although it is a good feeling that studying Torah it's as if I'm experiencing and receiving it at Harsiyah so as I've it's so much more to it than that it means it defines how and what you're doing to the extent that we would have the Hava Amina we would perhaps have in our mind you're not allowed to study Torah if it's for the wrong intentions why so? Because it needs to be kinetin atak. The way it was given at Harsin, I put it in relationships again. You're entering into a relationship for the wrong reason. That's not a relationship at all. That's the hidush. By Torah, by a life of Torah, by a study of Torah, mitoch she lishma balishma, that's a heter as opposed to just a ma'ala. What's that? Mitzvot, you don't need a heter. Mitzvot, again, I bought the product for my wife. I had the wrong intention. No. It would have been nice if you did it with the right intention. I did a mitzvah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I did it with the wrong intention. It's nicer to do it, Lishma. Torah? You'd say it's pasul. You'd say Torah, you got into a relationship with the wrong intention? Disgusting, terrible. Asur. That's the Hidush. That's why Harambam Perikimal Chota Mutorah has a Baitua Mutorah. That's a halakha. I could talk about it by mitzvot. Ma'ala, it's beautiful. Do it, Lishma. Mitoshilo Lishma, Balishma, and so forth. Torah, it should be Asur. Kinetinata. It needs to be performed. It needs to be involved in the way it was given because that's the very definition of Torah. That being. It's okay. Correct. Torah has to. And that's the only heter, the fact that it might get there. To the extent that if you wrap... And that, ultimately speaking, Jared, is the reason that it's mutah. Yeah, but still, I feel like a guy to a girl. First, he looks, and the beauty is what, is what, is what he says, okay, I'll, I'll take my date. But really what keeps the, 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 the relationship together is once I get to know the depth of the person. So why can't, why can't the human being view the Torah the same way as first... That is the punchline. Mitoch shelolishma balishma, but I need a hetik. You turn to your therapist, you turn to your parent, you turn to a rabbi, whoever you talk to, relationship. You say, listen, I don't know, I'm attracted to her. I think there might be something. I'm not sure I have the right intention. I, and I, I can't tell you what they're going to say to you, but they might say to you, okay, get involved and see what happens from it. That is the heter. But you would have thought, why'd you ask the question over there? You didn't ask the question before you had the conversation with the girl, with the whatever, the potential suit or whatever. So, that, but that's the point. So it is mutam. But that's a heter. Now, why do I mention in our context? Because the whole perik of Nefesh HaHayim here and perik Haftet is to describe to you how Torah is fundamentally different than me. So it's all the same thing. I'm talking to HaKadosh Baruch I'm doing I'm living for Not all the same thing. Misvot, as integral, as vital as they are to the relationship, don't define the relationship. Torah, in contrast, that's the or, that's the eternal, that's the constant. That is the again in, in the way I'm couching it, the way I'm phrasing it, the tapping into Ma'amad Harsina. Tapping into Ma'amad Harsina, what does it have to do with anything? Think about the Mishalim he's been using throughout. That's when you don't have the blemishes any longer. That's when you've truly found the emet. That's what I'm seeking in Torah. To the extent that maybe Shilolishma should be a 
asur? No, no, no. But why should it have been asur? Should have been asur because Torah defines the relationship. If it defines the relationship to the extent that I'm standing at Har Sinai, and that's the practical sense, again, I leave you with, is that how do you tap into this? It means when I sit down to study, I feel Har Sinai, but I don't. So work on it. Try to experience, because once that becomes the moment of study, it means the moments throughout the day are defined by that all-encapsulating and overwhelming moment at Har Sinai. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.